With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back here to Sharp Money, rolling into the third hour. Mike Samich filling in for Patrick Maher. We got Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson back there in Las Vegas. And I am pumped for our next guest here, Max Brown, joining us from the Pac-12 Network at Max Brown 4 on Twitter. A wonderful Twitter follow. We'll get into some of those videos that I absolutely love from you, Max. Uh, you played quarterback for USC from 2013 to 2016 at Pittsburgh in 2017. You were the number one recruit in the 2013 class. I want to start there because I will never be the number one recruit in anything in my life. What was it like in that recruitment process and how early did you start getting letters in schools that that came at you? Yeah. What's up guys. Thanks for having me on. And it's uh, cool to get that question. Cause I feel like nowadays being a decade removed, uh, it's not, that's not always the, uh, the intro I get, I get the, uh, the first two, first two points you talked about, but it was crazy. Um, it was, a totally different era than it is now, which is crazy. I mean, I'm only 28 years old, but the whole recruiting landscape was way different back then. Social media was not part of my recruitment, but uh, I got my first offer from the hometown school, University of Washington. I think we lost Max there, but hopefully, hopefully we can get him back in a second there. But uh, Mike, I love your question. This is a guy who won the three. He won three straight state titles, was twice the Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, up in, I think, where was he? It's Sahamish or Sammamish? I, I'm sure I butchered the name there, whichever school he was at there up in uh, uh, Sammamish. I think uh, Matisse Thibel is from there as well. But you, you're absolutely right. That's a great question. Hopefully we can get him back on to hear the rest of his answer there. It would be – I think we got Max yeah. back here. Max, do we have you? You got me. Yeah, okay. sorry. No, not sure what happened right. there. But, uh, yeah, to finish what I was saying, just got the hometown offer from uh, the University of Washington, which the head coach was – Steve Sarkeesian at the time, and then funny enough, two years later, I ended up playing for him at USC, so things came full circle. Max, <laughs> let's talk about the Trojans right now. Obviously, Caleb Williams, all the hype, justifiably so, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. This offense is electric. Uh, the young kid, Zion Branch, for people that are not familiar with him, or I'm sorry, Zachariah Branch, his brother Zion's on the defensive side of the ball, but this kid's going to be unbelievable. I think this USC offense can be great, but here's my problem with the Trojans. I don't know if Lincoln Riley is best friends with Alex Grinch or why this guy continues to be the defense coordinator there. This, to me, is the problem with the Trojans. How do you see USC, and particularly on the defensive side of the ball this year? 
I think first and foremost, the depth there on the front seven especially is going to be night and day different. I think last year you saw that, hey, maybe their starting edge rusher was a notable player, but the second that you got into the backup or the second that that starter got injured, that's where USC got decimated. And as a result, they had to put their entire defensive structure around Tuli Tuifolotu, who was a popular name in the NFL draft. Obviously, he's gone, and they're going to have to replace him. But I think scheme-wise, they're probably going to be um, very much the same, which I know is of the concerns of some USC fans. But I think just the overall talent and depth will uh, will certainly help USC. I expect the defense to be better. And, I, I mean, I know a lot of folks out West have the Alex Grinch memories from his days at Washington State where they were, you know, one of the most productive off, uh, defenses uh, in, in, the, in the country. And obviously it's been a, a few years ago, but you saw glimpses of that last year. But this will no doubt be a huge year for Alex Grinch. They've got to take a huge step because we saw it in the uh, Cotton Bowl a year ago. The defense is the Achilles heel for USC. And if that's the case this year, they're, uh, they're not going to make the playoff, which I know is the goal for, uh, for most USC fans. And they did a phenomenal job in the transfer portal. Ended up getting the number one defensive tackle from uh, from Georgia, Bear Alexander, in that portal, as well as the number one offensive lineman from Wyoming. So we're able to retool on the fly there. I think these six defensive players they added through the transfer portal, uh, specifically in that front seven, which you mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do. This is a phenomenal year to be a Pac-12 analyst. There are so many different storylines. You've got Washington. You've got Bo Nix. But let's talk about Deion Sanders in Colorado a little bit here. The total for Colorado opened at four. That's been bet down pretty drastically. I think it's sitting at three juice to the under right now for a win total. What do you expect from this program in year one of the Deion Sanders era? Man, it's, that's, a, that's the guessing game of all guessing games. I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable for me. I had their spring game a year ago, and just where that program's come over the course of a calendar year, it's it's unheard of, and obviously it's well well documented on uh, on all all sports talk and uh, and college football shows. But I do think that number of that three to four win number is appropriate. Which, um, as we all know, Vegas uh, Vegas is usually spot on with those things. But I think if you were just a national college football fan, you might be shocked by that number, expecting it to be much higher, especially with all the headlines that Colorado has. But it is going to be difficult to find. To, to, to come by wins in the Pac-12 this year because you can go down the conference and you can find a way to really get excited, really excited about the, really the, the, the top 10 teams. I think Stanford and Cal are going to have an uphill battle this year, but every other team, you can find a way why they can be an eight-win team, why they can be the surprise team in the conference, or you know, there's a good five teams in the conference that can make a legitimate argument that they should be the favorites to win the conference championship, um, Oregon state being the fifth there, which might be a stretch to some, but don't say that to an Oregon state fan that uh, that was a team that was really impressive last year and returns a ton of talent. So it's going to be hard to find wins. And when you look at Colorado's schedule, that first half of the, uh, of the year with the out of conference games, PCU and Nebraska, and then their first two conference games are USC and, uh, and Oregon going to be tough for uh, coach prime to get wins. I think they'll be awfully competitive. I think they'll be leaps and bounds better than last year. But I do think that uh, that three or four win number is uh, is appropriate. Yeah, it's a great point you make there. We're talking to Max Brown, Pac-12 Network analyst, former college football player. Max, I want to ask you about what, to me, is the best coach in the league, which is Kyle Whittingham. His team returns eight starters on defense. You bring back your quarterback uh, and, of course, a couple of key offensive pieces there. I'm talking about Cam Rising coming back. 
Tell me where you see this team going for a third straight Pac-12 title. I thought the performance we saw in the second half by them against USC in Los Angeles was tremendous. I'm sorry, in Las Vegas. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Utes are uh, Utes have been mainstays in the pack, and um, it feels like now they're they're getting the the rightful credit nationally as well. And I think to me, the first question is Cam Rising's health. Um, from what I understand, he did not participate in spring ball, and that knee is going to be. Um, that he had uh, surgically repaired is going to be something that's front of mind even going into fall camp. And I think it was a huge win that Utah got Andy Ludwig, their offensive coordinator, back. There was rumors, if uh, listeners recall, that he was going to jump to Notre Dame back in uh, January and February. Luckily, the youth got him back, and that's huge from a camaraderie standpoint. But Rising's health, you lost uh, Kincaid to the NFL. Brent Keithy will be back, which will be a huge – he's the other tight end that – probably would have also been a first or second round pick if he stayed healthy and keep, and keep an eye on him as far as the 2024 NFL draft. But there are some health concerns, some, you know, where, where's the receiver room at, you know, where's the running back position room at you lose Tavion Thomas, they're starting running back who'd been there for a while. So I think Utah, if we've learned one thing, Utah's going to reload. They're going to very good football team. But to my earlier point, Oregon's there, Washington's there, USC's there, Oregon State's there. Not going to be an easy climb for, uh, for, for Utah, but I've learned one thing since uh, covering this comp- starting to cover this conference five years ago. Don't bet against Kyle Whittingham and his, uh, his bunch. It's tough to go in there in Utah and get a W. This is a really deep conference this year. I don't think people understand, and you've outlined multiple teams here who are going to be good football teams in this spot. It's been a struggle to get a team to the playoffs for the Pac-10 or Pac-12. I'm sorry, they, they've not been able to do so for a while. USC seems like the logical pick to be able to try and make that run this year. Do you think there's going to be a team in the playoffs this year from the Pac-12? And if it's not USC, who else could jump up there and get into the playoff? Man, I hope so because it feels like nationally that's what people latch onto in, in terms of the overall narrative with the conference is oh you can't get someone in, can't get someone in and. And this year, I could, I mean, you're going to have five teams ranked inside of the top 15 to start the year, most likely, or at least top 16, top 17. So the quality is going to be there. There's going to be some really good football played out West. But again, with the nine conference game schedules, I think it's going to be hard to have a team go completely unscathed. And if a team gets in, my bet is it's going to be a one loss team, um, just given the strength of the conference. But if it's not USC, keep your eye on Washington and Oregon, and in large part because of the quarterback play. You have Bo Nix, who, you know, he's been around forever, and you have a lot of talent coming back for Oregon. It'll be interesting to see how they reload defensively and the steps that Bo Nix can take. But then for Washington, we have yet to see Michael Penix play with a full off season of no injuries, of no position battles, of nothing but confidence. And that's what I'm excited for. Um, up in the Northwest. I mean, Michael Penix largely regarded as that number two quarterback going into the year behind Caleb Williams, and rightfully so. He also got his offensive coordinator back, um, who was maybe going to jump ship to buddy up with uh, with Coach Saban, but to get him back is huge. I think I'd expect Michael Penix to have a huge year and uh, keep an eye on the Huskies as maybe being a, a team that could sneak in there as well. Mike, I like your call. Excuse me, Max. I like your call on this team offensively with Michael Penix there. Uh, just talk a little bit about this receiving core. For my money, probably the second best receiving core in the country outside of Ohio State when you look at Odunzie and, of course, Polk and McMillan. These guys are absolute dudes on the perimeter. And it's hard to find who that top guy is. And that's always fun to me. I'm a big X's and O's guy. Is 
you know, every defensive coordinator, I think, nets out differently with that question. Roma Dunze might look, might look the best coming off the bus, and he also has the, the blonde hair, so he sticks out for sure. And I'm sure NFL guys really like his stature and whatnot. He's more of that true X receiver. But you have McMillan in the slot who gave Oregon fits, who was kind of their big play guy, and he's a mismatch for a lot of linebackers because he is tall and long, but, you know, can be quick and that slot type guy. And so that's the beauty with the Washington offense. You can't focus on one guy. I left out Jalen Polk there. Um, he's a very viable third option, and I'm sure if he heard me say that, he'd be like, hey, I'm the number one guy. And that's really what the Huskies bring to the table. And um, it's a loaded passing attack. Their offensive coordinator is an absolute stud. I think it'll be, it'll just be interesting because this is an offense that was atrocious two years ago. They came back at a huge year last year. How do they, how do they show up in 2023 with a lot of expectations? That'll be the big question for me. Thank you very much, Max. Really appreciate it. You can find Impact 12 Network Analyst at Max Brown 4 on Twitter. We'll be right back with more Sharp Money here shortly. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. 
on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to vsin.com backslash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard, review betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN experts have the hot hand. For VSIN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for only $19 at vsin.com backslash subscribe. Welcome back in here, Sharp Money. Mike Samich filling in for Patrick Maher. We got a mall shot and the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, out there at South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Let's get back into some NFL talk here. We're going to do a little three point stance. Dustin, you want to take it away? Yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the program, we had them all and Patrick reveal their top five quarterbacks. And today, Justin Jefferson revealed his top five quarterbacks. And I think there's one interesting player left out, even though we know he's being truthful. I think he probably should have lied in this aspect because his number five quarterback was Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Coming in at number four was Eagles QB, Jalen Hurts. His number three, Joe Burrow. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. And number one is Patrick Mahomes. Now, we all know Kirk Cousins is not a top five quarterback. But if he's your quarterback, shouldn't he at least make your top five? No, because I'd rather have somebody who's honest than a liar. Yeah, I mean, you kind of know if you're Kirk Cousins that he's lying if he puts him there in the top five. So I, I don't mind that Justin Jefferson no. doesn't put him in there. I, no. I want, if I'm a quarterback, I want my receivers to always think I'm number one. I, look, here's my thing. I don't need you to think I'm number one. Just can you go out and perform on Sundays? If, if Kirk Cousins is that insecure, then we got bigger fish to fry. All I know is Justin Jefferson setting all these records as a receiver and winning player, offen, uh, offensive player of the year. Who's getting him the football? Have you seen some of these throws he's making into double coverage? He can't throw it to himself, Jefferson. Someone's got to figure out a way to get him the ball. Do you think they clarified when they asked the question whether or not it was one o'clock Sunday starts or primetime starts? <laughs> That's a valid point. <laughs> that is a valid point. I, I mean, remember the catch he had in Buffalo last Bagley? year? It was one of the best catches you're going to see. I mean, this guy is unbelievable off the charts. What he's been able to do. Look, I'm not taking away from what Cousins has done. But is anybody out there going, well, I'll tell you what, if we can get Kirk Cousins next year, watch out. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan is saying that. that sure Kyle Shanahan is. would love Kirk Cousins. Kyle yeah. Shanahan did so much with Kirk Cousins. Like, go back and look what he put up and remember how badly he wanted him. It's, it's another guy, though, that you're paying A-type money for a B-type player. We talked about it with other players in the past. Like, the, the contract that Kirk Cousins signed after that one year was absolutely wild. You can't be paying that type of level money to a guy that's not even in the conversation for top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I love the way Mike phrased that. Paying a guy A-type money for a B-type performer, he's absolutely right. And here's the other thing. I didn't understand why Rick Spielman would give him three years, $84 million guaranteed. I mean, there are a lot of other guys you can overpay. Kirk Cousins is not the first guy I'm looking to overpay. Well, he is a franchise quarterback. Whether you think you win a Super Bowl him is besides the point. Uh, it may be paying a B player A money, but if you're a GM without a quarterback, you can see yourself out the door. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying in terms of cousins, but here's my argument. This is the same thing we were talking about with Zach earlier, Zach Harper, uh, in terms of the NBA. If you don't have that franchise player, guys, to me, you should always be looking to acquire it. Look, in the NFL, you go through over the last decade, this is a quarterback-driven league. 
Joe Burrow's gotten his team there. Matthew Stafford's going to make the Hall of Fame eventually. First overall pick. Burrow, first overall pick. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes taking, what, the first 10, 12, 14 picks of the draft? I mean, you need guys that are elite-level quarterbacks. Cousins was a fourth-round pick. Fine. And, and you know, everyone would say point to Brady. I'll tell you right now, the scouts didn't watch that Alabama Orange Bowl. If you did, you knew Brady could play. But, but the reality is, if you look at guys, Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick. Josh Allen, first-round pick. Jalen Hurts has been the only outlier, but he was even a second-round pick. And I thought Philly reached on him and give Philadelphia a ton of credit for what they saw in his development. The problem with that, though, is if you're the GM up there in Minnesota, you need those, that first overall pick or even top five pick to be able to go out and get one of those franchise guys. You probably lose your job in Minnesota if you're ending up with the first overall pick or a top five pick. So you kind of have to figure out how can I balance this? And you may know you're never winning a Super Bowl, but you're also cashing a check every single year as the GM. Well, I love your point on cashing a check there. Go ahead. Sorry, Dustin. I just think everyone is a look. I get why people don't love Kirk Cousins, but I think people act like he's a bottom tier quarterback and he's above average. He's pretty consistent, and you know what you're getting. Yeah, but he's tenth or eleventh in the NFL. The problem is, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you need a Baltimore 2000 esque defense sure. to be able to win a Super Bowl with him. And so the question is, do you have all these other pieces in place? And then Kirk Cousins is fine. He's got a shot at being able to get you to the promised land. But you have to have everything else around him, and it's really hard to have everything else around him when you're paying him 35 million a year. Mike summarized it perfectly. If you, if you, you know, it's like Shannon Sharp had a great line when he said to uh, Trent Dilfer, he goes, Trent, Johnny Unitas, you are not. And it's like the reality of the situation with this team in Minnesota. You've got some very good pieces. You're going to have to, but here's the other problem though. Justin Jefferson is still on a rookie deal. Justin Jefferson is going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the national football league coming up in two seasons. So that's going to go away. And, and Mike said it best. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but again, what makes sports great, you only have one goal, right? The goal is to win the super bowl or whatever championship in, in sport you're in. And it's easy when you look at this guy and you look around, okay, if he's got a team like San Francisco, he could potentially win, but could he win in Philly? No. Could he win in Kansas city? Hell no. Could he win in Cincinnati? No shot. Could he win in Buffalo? No, this is not a guy that's going to lead you by himself. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Kirk cousins? I would rather have Jared Goff because I think he's got a greater upside. I think he's, he's a lower tier quarterback, but I think the potential is slightly greater. Kirk Cousins or Geno Smith, Mike? I would rather have Geno Smith than Kirk Cousins. Wow. I would disagree on that but one, Gino but it's okay. Geno Smith had the fourth best QBR in the NFL last year. Look, <laughs> I get the pre-last year Geno Smith is brutal. But last year, he was a legitimate top five NFL quarterback the entire season, according to QBR and PFF. So I, you've got to at least respect him in that sense. And I believe, like I said, we got Kirk Cousins sitting in that, you know, nine to eleven range. I probably have Geno in that seven eight range. So it's not a huge gap there. But I do think that Geno is the better quarterback right now. And you add the weapons in right now that you have with Geno as well. That's that's not bad up there in Seattle. Here's a here's a tougher one for both of you. Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. Oh, that's Kirk easy Cousins. for me. I'm taking Derek Carr. Oh, I'll take Kirk Cousins. I trust Kirk Cousins more. That, that's fair. I, I don't disagree with that. Look, you, you, we're splitting hairs here, but I'll, I'll say this. Derek Carr has got an inherent fear of getting hit. But to me, overall, in terms of a quarterback, if you need to make bigger plays in the game, I mean, I think he can make bigger plays than Kirk Cousins can. Interesting. All right. Well, next item here. Let's look at the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Ursay quoted as saying that Jonathan Taylor's ankle is healed up ahead of training camp. He should be good to go this season. 
also a player looking for a contract. Uh, what do you expect out of the Colts with Jonathan Taylor if Gardner Minshew is their quarterback this year? Well, Mike, I think Gardner Minshew's one of the top three or four backups. I think he's a backup quarterback. I, I think that's you're going to have to have a strong running game. You have to rely on the, on this team being able to block effectively. I'm not in love with outside of Michael Pittman Jr. I'm not in love with their receivers. Isaiah McKenzie, Alec Pierce, not guys that I'm overwhelmed by. Uh, they did draft Josh Downs, who I like. Uh, but I don't know. I think the Colts, good season's going to be about seven wins for them. I, well, I, win total six and a yeah. half, overs juiced minus 135. They also have a start to the season that could be interesting here. They play the Jags at home, a team that traditionally play well at home. Then they go to the Texans, which is a winnable game. They face the Ravens at home. They're probably get, or they're at the Ravens. They're going to get beat there. But then they have the Rams at home. If they can end up, start the season out three and one, it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to try and do here because you do have Anthony Richardson there sitting on the bench, someone that you want to get involved sooner rather than later. And, and when you look at Gardner Minshew, I, I agree. Look, he is one of the better backups in the league. He is a serviceable quarterback. This is a terrible division. It'll be interesting to see what they can do if they start out hot. I don't love this Colts team, though. I think Jonathan Taylor is not going to be the same player we saw two years ago. The defense isn't nearly as good as it was two years ago. Pittman's really the only skill position player that puts any fear in me. So uh, this is a team that I think gets right around that six or seven win total, probably finishes third in the division, you know, right ahead of Houston behind Tennessee or flip flop. Those two, the last three teams, this division pretty much interchangeable to me. Jacksonville is going to be able to run away with this. You've got three pretty bad teams behind them. Yeah. And, and with the Colts, I think playing Gardner Minshew actually helps you in building your roster because Anthony Richardson's legs could win you a few games that you maybe don't want to win yet. And, yeah, and ruin a high draft pick. Yeah, and Anthony Richardson's arm's going to cost you a few games. Yeah, but I, I know, I know that. But at the same point, a running quarterback, if you scheme it right, can raise that floor really quickly, and it can be tough for a team on a random week to defend. I think they should just go option run Richardson and Taylor on the perimeter and let's go. I don't hate it. That's about all I got for three point stance. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be back here shortly with more sharp money. Here we're gonna next segment. We're going. I'm all in. I'm all out. I'm excited to see some of these that Dustin came up with. I'm excited for the non-sports one. So I'm hoping he brings the pain here with some good non-sports. I'm all in. I'm all out. Here we got 30 minutes left here on Tuesday edition of Sharp Money. We will be back shortly after this break. We'll see you on the other side. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus instantly. Use promo code VSIN, V S I N, when you sign up. See DraftKings.com backslash backslash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back to Sharp Money here. Got about a half hour left in the show. I'm Mike Samich filling in for Patrick Maher. We got Maul Shaw and Dustin Sweetelson out there in Las Vegas. And it's time to play one of our favorite games here on the show. I'm all in. I'm all out. So Dustin Sweetelson, take it away here. It's a very simple premise. I will make a statement and you guys will either agree or disagree by saying you were all in or all out on what I say. Uh, first one. Victor Wembenyama can only disappoint us based on the expectations set. Amal Shaw, are you all in or all out? I am all in. I, I think, um, you know, to me, I, I think this guy, it's, it's, the ceiling's been set so high. 
And he'll get criticized for if he's got injuries. That's the one concern I have. I don't think his talent's in question, Mike. I think it's just can he stay healthy. Yeah, I'm a all out. And the main reason is LeBron, LeBron James. We've, we've at least seen one other person with this level of expectation be able to come through and deliver on that level of expectation. And I don't think Victor Wembanyama has that level on him that LeBron James had. And LeBron was still able to get to that point. So I do think it's possible. I do think it's going to be exponentially difficult for him to be able to do it, especially being there in San Antonio and what we saw from Tim Duncan and what he was able to do with being the number one pick in his career. But I'll, I'll give him a shot here. All right. All right. Next one here. I'm all in or I'm all out. Mike Zomich. There is no such thing as bad pizza. Oh, I'm all out there. There is a hundred percent of things such as bad pizza. And you need to have key ingredients here to make a good pizza. I, I, people can make the argument for the white pizza, but I don't really count that as pizza. You got to have pizza sauce. It's got to be good. And if you go too crazy with the toppings, you can end up with some pretty bad pizzas as well. Cause certain things just don't mix. So look, if you, if you challenged me to make a pizza, you didn't, wouldn't like, I could totally pull that off. Uh, I'm, I'm all, I'm all out. I just guys, I just think at its core, it is bread with sauce and melted cheese, and there's no version of that that isn't good. Trust me, go to enough airports and get some slices of pizza. You'll find out real quick. It's still very edible. Like a bad burger is worse than a bad pizza. That's fair, especially if you're picking your own toppings. You know you're not going to get screwed over by the random like accoutrement of the toppings. But people go crazy with it now. They have like barbecue sauce, and you've got like the hot sauce from chicken wings on there. Like you got to slow it down, pump the brakes on trying to be creative with pizza. All right, the next one here. I'm all in. I'm all out. The Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at six to one feels way too good to be true. All out. I don't think they're coming out of the AFC, but I think it's six to one. Uh, it's a little bit short. This team, look, they're phenomenal. I, they're probably nobody enjoys watching Mahomes play more than I do. But if you look at it, this team, a couple of years ago, they had to come from behind bad decision by McDermott to not onsides kick it or to squib kick it, kick it excuse me, against Kansas City. Um, they were very fortunate to get that late hit against the Cincinnati Bengals. That might have gone to overtime. So it's a great team, but they've been there. And if you even look at the Super Bowls, I mean, they were trailing against the Niners. They were trailing against Philadelphia. Got a great call and a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. So I'm out. Michael? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all out here too. It, it, I like the idea of the Chiefs at six to one because I do think if you bet this six years in a row, you're probably breaking even. They're probably going to win one of those Super Bowls in that six years. I think this is probably the least likely year for them to be able to do that. The wide receiving core still leaves something to be desired. They're coming off a, another elongated season where they they won the Super Bowl, so they they are a team that's going to be more tired than some other teams. I don't think, I think this is the year for them, and because of that, that six to one price seems a little bit short. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's that's why I, th- I do think the six to one does feel too good to be true. That, that's kind of the point here. Is like it doesn't quite line up for me. All right, next one. I'm all in. I'm all out. French fries are the best potato product of all. Uh, I'm gonna go all in. I, I was thinking garlic mashed potatoes second, but I'm going all in on the French fries. There's nothing like French fries. This is my second favorite food behind pizza. And as a vegetarian, I feel like it makes up a large portion of your diet. <laughs> no, I'd be dead <laughs> if it did, but uh, it's, it's a bad food to eat, but it's a great food in terms of taste. Mike? I'm all out, and this one is is a recent I'm all out, because I would have been all in until I went back and I had some potato skins last week. And potato skins are a wildly underrated food because you don't eat them enough. But if you're going to put a good cheddar cheese on top of it, you get some of those green scallions, sprinkle on some bacon bits, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal appetizer in finger food. 
But if we're being fair here, Mike, a potato skin is a scooped out baked potato. Yeah. So technically a baked potato with all that accoutrement on it <laughs> would be superior because you get more bang for your buck. Well, but the crispiness of the skin is different. And okay. the, the texture of that is a little different as well. I like that crispiness and the texture. Although I, I, I love me a baked potato too. So I have no problem going the baked potato route. But to me, those potato skins, wildly underrated. All right, let's look at... The odds on DraftKings to win the national or win the national championship. I'm all in. I'm all out. A team currently priced at 17 to one or longer will make the playoff this season. Uh, who's the list of teams that are behind? Who are the teams under the top 17 there? So under yeah. the 17, it means it would not be USC. Yeah, right. It would not be LSU. It would not be Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, or Georgia. We're going Clemson or higher. One of those teams will make the playoff. You forgot Florida State, and that's my all-in on Florida State. They're going to get in. Yeah. Yep. They would They would be the one that, that kind of jumps out to me as well. They, they're returning a very, very good team. Travis, a phenomenal quarterback there as well. I, I, Florida State would be kind of the cutoff line for me. I think you're going to see all four playoff teams come Florida State and above on there. I, I would agree with Mike there. I mean, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, USC, and Florida State. Clemson also at 18 to 1. But I agree with Mike. I, I think if you had the number at 16 to 1 on Florida State, these would be all out. And I love that ACC path. Well, they get no. Their yeah. season's going to be determined in September. Yeah. Right. They've got to play LSU in Orlando, and then they've got to play at Death Valley. I think the last Saturday in September. And if they win those two games, they're getting in. Miami's not the same team. The rivalry is there sometimes, but it's just not the same team. I will tell you though, be careful of the game against the Gators potentially. All right, I'm all if in. If they I'm lose out. that LSU game, they could still make the. If they oh, run yeah. the table after it, they could still pretty easily make the national title. If LSU the has a good well. year. I tell yeah. you, I, I, it's a fair argument. The problem is this. The ACC is not respected. And the other thing is you lose to an SEC team that could potentially finish third or fourth in the league. It'd be hard to overcome with Georgia and Bama potentially there. All right. I'm all in. I'm all out. I'm all Shaw. Mike Samich. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. The next one. You should be fined if you don't return your shopping cart. Mike Samich. I'm all in. I'm all, I'm all in. I, I loved I loved this one when I saw it. I hate it when people don't return their shopping cart. When you just have them strewn across the parking lot, they're rolling everywhere, denting cars. It, it's just, it, it is inhumane not to just put your shopping cart back in the little rack. It doesn't take that long. Just, just put it back in the little rack. That might be the best answer to anything ever asked on Sharp Money. I can't add anything. That was perfection. I completely concur with Mike. Uh, I'll play a little devil's advocate here. Uh, if people all put their shopping carts back, there'd be less jobs available at these grocery stores. You're for wrong. People. You're wrong. Yep. Because nope. no, no, hold on. I'm going to explain to you real quick here, buddy. This, this now, now you're in my wheelhouse. Are you kidding me? The guy still got to drag them across when there's 20 cars going through the parking lot of 40 miles an hour. By the way, why is it people with kids always speed in school zones, but people like me actually go to the speed limit, but then they drive slower than hell on the rest of the roadways. You asked me a lot of questions there. I'm going to go with the fact that <laughs> The first one, the people picking up the cart, part of their job is securing them from the different areas of the parking lot and organizing them and bringing them back. If their only job is to go grab them and bring them back, they're going to make less money. No, you're wrong because they're on the clock for a certain number of hours. And just because you're a roly-poly and you don't want to walk the 20 yards to put the cart back where it belongs, you know what? I hope it dings or dents your car. No. See, I don't ever have to do that because I am a genius. You know why? 
Everyone who tries to park close to the grocery store front door is an idiot. I don't you, do that. I park next to the shopping cart uh, return every single time. Kills two birds with one stone. I limit what I have to do I, I there. park two spots past it, so that way nobody's actually going to ding my car. Oh, no one's dinging your car. Have you, have you seen some you of these idiots? To park close to it. Right? Am I right? Like people who are like, I got the closest spot to the door and say You should never look for parking if you don't have a disability and if you live in weather like we do. Fair, fair. All right. See if we can sneak one more in here real quick. Uh, I'm all in. I'm all out. If the Mets get Shohei Otani, his career will fall apart. I'm all. Oh, I'm all out. I think he's gonna be fine. No. Mike. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I'm all out. They're, just because the Mets get him doesn't mean he's immediately yes. going to be cursed, Dustin. Yeah. He, he, he's playing in Anaheim, guys. He's never dealt with New York. He's never been on the East Coast far away from his family the way he would be versus on the West Coast. And I watched Jason Bay, Roberto Alomar. Well, well, first of all, the fact that you just compared Jason Bay to yeah, Shohei you Otani, you should be arrested. Jason Bay was a, <laughs> was a multi-time all-star and showed up with the Mets and stunk. He was Roberto the, Alomar no, should no, no, be in no. the Hall of Fame. He, yeah, Roberto Alomar should be in the Hall of Fame. But well, He might be. I J- Jason Bay is like that, oh, we need to take somebody like Gerald Perry. Jason Bay is our selection for a couple years out of Pittsburgh. Well, that was fun. Just guys. brutal. The Mets traditions. You got to love it. Scherzer's worked out well. What could go wrong? Right, Dustin? <laughs> got about 15 minutes left here in Sharp Money. We'll come back, do pro tips, give out some picks for the All-Star game tonight, and close some tabs with the big guy. You're watching Sharp Money on VEASAN. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
It's always football season here at VEASAN, which is why we've already released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on the season, win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your digital copy of the VEASAN NFL betting guide. Or take advantage of the summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. Sign up today at vison.com backslash subscribe. This is Mike Samich here filling in for Patrick Maher on Sharp Money. We've got Amal Shaw and Dustin Swedelson out there in Las Vegas. 15 minutes left in the show. And as always, we're going to do pro tip here and then close up some tabs. Dustin, you want to kick it off with a pro tip? All right. Our pro tip of the day, the way the teams approach the MLB All-Star game has changed over the years. The average total of the last decade has been seven runs. Because pitchers come in for one to two innings and throw harder. Also, home run props are tough to come by in this event, so be careful when betting it tonight. However, I think we're all in agreement that if we were betting it, I am not. But if I was, it would be on the under. I I agree with you guys. I don't know, Mike, where you come out on this thing in terms of just general betting all-star games or anything like that. But I think the one thing, if you're going to make a bet, I feel like the safest play is probably the under. Yeah, it's tough really to play these type of games because, you know, specifically for baseball and the way I bet, I usually have a model. So it spits out what the price is going to be for me every day. You don't really have any statistical way to break this down. You can take the players averages on the opposite teams and try and put them together and create that. But it's never going to be that accurate and you don't have much of a sample size. You also have these starters who are throwing 100% for the entire inning. And a lot of times you have these starters pitching six, seven innings. They're throwing at 80% of their, their ability early in those games and then picking their spots to really ratchet it up. You've seen some phenomenal all-star performances from a strikeout perspective. Pedro comes to mind, striking out Sosa, McGuire. I think he had five Ks and six at batters. So you really have to be careful with that. That's why we've seen this undertrend hit so often. Uh, five of the last six have gone under three in a row have gone under to me. The first five under is the interesting one here. If you could find a four out there, I like the under four. I saw it at minus minus one twenty when we started the show to me, that's a bet specifically because you're getting the higher end starters as well. As Amal mentioned earlier in the show, you got a lot of these players that are one player representatives from teams. What a few of them are pitchers. They, they will be throwing to batters later in the game, not early in the game. So you're able to avoid that later in the game aspect of those pitchers as well. So I think this generally tends to lean toward unders and to Dustin's point in the pro tip as well. You see a lot of the home run props that are right around the same price as they are in season when you're going to get less at bats and you have a game that's totaled significantly lower than in season. So to me, this is one of those where you avoid the home run props. That's what the books want you to be betting tonight. I, I think the under first five is the way to go here. Amal. I tend to agree with you, and I know you tend to be more of a first-five player than I am. And uh, for me, I try to get into it sometimes, but haven't as much. Uh, but again, this is one, guys, where I don't know. If you're not in love with it, don't play just to play it. This, this game has lost a lot of juice, right? It's not just that when we were kids, it was more fun because we were kids. I think interleague play kind of killed this. I agree. The World Series and All-Star Game were the only times where you would see these guys on the on the field against each other. Like we've lost so many aspects that made this game fun. I just players bounce around more than they used to. I don't know. Am I wrong? Is it that we were kids or, or has the game just kind of lost its luster? I, we've got a lot more options yeah. now too. 
I mean, like you, we have summer league right now. We didn't have summer league when we were growing up. And that's something that takes away some of this juice. And it's also exhibition games, right? So it's not like those games matter either just from a, a, a season long perspective. So you're the competition has gotten more difficult and, and interleague play, I think is definitely brought down the interest in the all-star game. Cause you do get to see these guys in the same field against each other at other times. I think I'm against interleague play. I think I'm over it. I think it's good for the fans. I don't. No, you get to see every player come through your city at least. Hop on a plane. It may be over. It may be overdone now, though. Like, yeah. look, having the Yankees in Dodger Stadium was cool, right? Having the Red Sox in Dodger Stadium—that's fun. Having the the Cubs and the White Sox play—that's fun. But do you really need to play fifty games a year in your league? Probably not. Like the charm of the World Series being the only time the Mets and Yankees can meet up was awesome. Yeah, nobody cared about that series, but because well, it was only play never at that happens. time. There was interleague play at that time. No, but I'm just saying. I'm saying in general. Look, I think like it's we just grew up most. We grew up for a big chunk of our lives. The Dodgers could never face the Yankees so, unless it was the World Series. I think that is awesome. Let's say you live in a place like Denver, who's probably not going to be a postseason team. Yeah, you are never going to get a chance to see the Bronx Bombers. Then that's more pressure on yeah. your organization to put out a winner. It, it, listen, I don't disagree with you, but if you take the economics into consideration in baseball, it's not as easy to do as it is in other sports like the NFL, you can be Tennessee and you can go on a run. The Kansas city chiefs are a perfect example of it, but it is harder to be the Kansas city Royals and have the same, same type of sustained run that the chiefs have. You want to see the Yankees so bad move to New York, live in a better city. I'm being annoying intentionally. All right, let's close some tabs. <laughs> well, I'm glad you recognize the did truth. You, did you guys know Pat Fitzgerald won 10 games at Northwestern yeah. three times yeah. that that is a hard thing to do. Hey, listen, Gary Barnett got to the Rose Bowl. 110 and 101 in 17 seasons. Tough to have a winning record at Northwestern in 17 seasons. Uh, but one thing, though, the Big Ten West, outside of Wisconsin, has been really bad for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one. We were talking about Bryce Harper and his deal when he signed his contract, talking about Shohei Otani being 29. Bryce Harper was 26 his first year with the Phillies. Bryce Harper was 26. Okay, so yeah, I mean, so maybe but, 10 years but, for Otani. But Aaron Judge just got eight years, and he's going to be 40 at the end of the contract. Pujols is going to be 41. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is going to be 42. I'm telling you, if there's one precedent that's been set in baseball, general managers are as dumb as the day is long. I don't, I don't disagree. All right, we were discussing earlier in the show the best All-Star non-sports events or non-game events. This isn't necessarily an all-star one, but to me, I wish it would be brought back. And that is the rock and jock softball <laughs> and basketball games where you have all these mixes of all these random people. I know they played one. They play one at the all-star game, a softball game every year, but they don't air it live. And it doesn't have the swag that an MTV produced game would have. Do you guys remember the rock and jock? Were you into the rock and jock? I was not into it, but I remember it. Dan Cortez, man. I loved the celebrity softball games. You had so such a long broadcast with that home run derby. You could have played a full celebrity softball game in between the rounds as entertainment instead of all the, the crap that was going on in other, other places. By the way, you mentioned Dan Cortez. Better step off, dude. Step off, George. There's a lot of those old promos from back there. Dennis Leary used to do like all the commercial breaks. Do you remember all that stuff? Where you I, just talk trash into a camera? I don't, but I, I, I remember him with uh, Greg Giraldo and Greg Giraldo roasting him on a, uh, on a comedy thing where they're going at each other. It was great. RIP. Uh, you mentioned them all. One Gerald Perry. Yeah. 
former outfielder, first baseman for the Atlanta Braves, born in Savannah, Georgia, a lifetime 265 hitter, played 13 seasons in the bigs for Atlanta, Kansas City, and St. Louis. Don't remember why you brought him up. Because he was the lone all-star representative for the Braves one year. All right, <laughs> closing tabs here. Victor Weminyama, you asked me what his standing reach was. It's near 10 feet. It's amazing. It, it, it was crazy to watch him in summer league. He's standing on the block where you rebound a free throw from barely jumps and just reaches his arm up and dunks over somebody. I mean, it, the reach is incredible. Uh, another tab here to close. Patrick Mahomes was the 10th pick in the draft. You're yeah. trying to figure out where it was. Roberto Alomar. We said he should be a hall of famer. He Looking is. up his, is he in the hall? He I is thought he, hall yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. 2011 inductee, a lifetime 300 hitter on the dot. 2,700 hits, 210 home runs, and 474 steals. Played for a lot of teams, by the way. Oh, at the end of his career. Padres, no, early. Padres, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. Orioles, Guardians, yeah. all in his prime. Then the Mets, White Sox, Diamondbacks, White Sox again at the end. And famously spit in the face of an umpire. Remember who the umpire was? Do not. I'll find it. Here. No. Uh, and then another tab. I think we oh, we we went quickly through our home run derby recap. What Adley Rutschman did last night was awesome and helped electrify the crowd. And somehow he got knocked out in the first round because Luis Robert just effortlessly hits home runs. But for those that missed it, Adley Rutschman last night, when his bonus round happened, he did his first round where he hit 20 home runs from the left side. He then switched to the right side with his dad pitching and hit seven more. Very nice. Thought it was cool. Deserved to mention. Should we get a, Can we get a sharp money home run derby going? Who would be the favorite if we no, had a sharp I'm money just, home run I'm derby? Just let, you could do all of VEASAN. No one at this company is touching me. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I need three weeks to get in shape. Can we shoot free throws for money? I got a guy I can bring in. Free throws? Who cares about free throws? Played, I, I love that the three weeks three weeks to get in shape, all you need is a home run derby, and Dustin is motivated. Yeah, three, that's all I need. Three weeks, I'd be in good enough shape to beat everyone here in a home run derby. Because <laughs> no I don't know if you saw dogs, last night, Vlad dogs. Guerrero was breathing heavy in the first round. Still won it. He and that's how I would be. And he just kept on slugging them over there. All right, that's going to be it here for us over at Sharp Money. Thank you very much for joining us on a Tuesday. I'm Mike Samich coming to you from California. We got them all shot. Dustin Sweetelson there in Las Vegas over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Up next, VSIN primetime, Ben William and Will Hill. We will see you all again tomorrow. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.